0: Hola, hola, hola. This is Ethan Sawyer, College Essay Guy, and this is my podcast. My goal here is to bring more ease, joy, and purpose into the college application process because if you haven't heard yet, those three terms aren't always synonymous with the college application or college admissions process. So I'm trying to do something about that. And y'all, my guest today is just the person to help us. So, I first met Dr. Steven Antonoff at a NACAC conference. And if you don't know what NACAC is, it's basically the National Association of College Admissions Counselors. So we all get together and we geek out on college admissions for a week. Um, but I heard him telling a story about how he used to like, run on the treadmill. And while he was running on the treadmill, he would read the Fisk Guide to Colleges which is a 900-page book that is probably in your hands in your if you're or if you're a counselor, it's in your office. And uh, I thought to myself, who does that? And then I thought, that's amazing. So the cool part of this is that this is part one of a two-part podcast. So Dr. Antonoff and I focus on resources that students can use to help find themselves, to figure out what they're looking for in a college. Part two of this podcast is with... I just mentioned the Fisk Guide, the author of the Fisk Guide, Ted Fisk. So be sure to check that out. Needless to say, uh, Stephen, you know, in this part one of this podcast, he's a student of colleges, and there's a reason his email is the school buff. Uh, he spent more than 30 years building his college knowledge, which is a really lovely phrase. And not only is he the recipient of an award given out to uh, given annually to the person who's contributed the most to developing the profession of independent educational consulting, but the award is actually named after him. So on this episode, we talk about how many schools students should apply to, when the best time to start the process is. Uh, He offers an amazing list of resources for helping students to get to know themselves better, stuff I didn't even know about yet. He answers this question. I ask him, what's the highest impact hour a student could spend? If they were just going to spend one hour developing a college list, how should they spend that hour? He also talks about what parents and students might miss out on if they're only using U.S. News and World Report. Oh, and he shares what he listens for specifically when he's helping a student develop a list. Can you tell how geeky I am about this? Uh, He has particular terms that he uses instead of reach, match, and backup. For schools on a list, he'll share those, and then we play this game where I basically give Stephen some just search criteria, and he helps me develop a list, a college list on the fly for myself. It's something that he would never do. He says, you know, without more information, but he's a great sport, and uh, and he plays along, but. Anyway, this, is, this man is a giant of the college admissions world. He's an amazing and generous mentor, and I consider him a friend, and I hope he considers me a friend too. So I hope you enjoy this first podcast, part one of two in how to develop a college list with Steven Antonoff. My guest today is Stephen R. Antonoff. He spent more than 30 years building his knowledge of educational options, including 11 years in college administration, serving as Dean of Admissions and Financial Aid, Executive Director of Admissions and Student Affairs, and Dean of Students at the University of Denver. Uh, He founded Antonoff Associates in 1981 and has worked with more than 3,500 students and families through his private practice. Uh, He's got a PhD in human communication studies an MA in education from the University of Denver and a BS in psychology from Colorado State University. He teaches colleges in college counseling and educational consulting principles. Uh, He works with low-income and first-generation students through the IB program, Latino Association at a Denver public high school and uh, helps provide guidance to low-income students through College Summit, which is an amazing program. If you don't know about it, check it out. He's the founding chair of the American Institute for Certified Educational Planners, which I'm going to ask him more about in just a minute. And he's the author of College Match and College Finder and These two books are two of my favorite books, and we're going to get into those more in depth in a minute. He's written bunches of articles and has been quoted by everybody from the Wall Street Journal to the Chronicle of Higher Ed. And finally, he's the recipient of the IECA Professional Achievement Award. It was created to recognize the person who has contributed the most to developing the profession of independent educational consulting. And the award, get this, named the Stephen R. Antonoff Award, has been presented annually at the National Conference since 2014. Dr. Antonoff, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. <laughs> well, so one of the first things – actually, let me, let, me, let me start with this. I want to hear a little bit more about your email address because for folks who don't know and who haven't emailed Dr. Antonoff before, his email address ends at School Buff. And so will you tell me a little bit about where it's, that came from?
1: Well, I was trying to think of an interesting um, – moniker to uh, to use many years ago and um, I felt at that time and I feel now that uh, that, that really uh, I am above all else a student of colleges and so it seemed to me that that school buff um, with two F's at the end just seemed to um, to capture, uh, at least one element of of what I have wanted to do here.
0: You know, sometimes my friends and I joke that like we all have, so everybody's got a PhD in something, right? Mm-hmm. And you have another different PhD, but you definitely have a PhD in colleges, you know, just given the, the yeah. of time that you spent mm-hmm. studying them, right? It is true. So, Stephen, I want to get into, um, there, there. it seems like there are two parts, and certainly the parts are connected, but it seems like when students are trying to figure out develop a college list part one is figuring out what they want and so you know you've written a book called college match and i'm just curious about this book because it really deals a lot with this first of all why did you write it and who'd you write it for
1: when i started you know in the dark ages um there were not there, there was not the the, the number of, of of guidebooks. In fact, the the number of college guidebooks was was very small. And I developed a number of worksheets to use with my own students uh, here in my practice in Denver. And um, after about three years of trial and error with a lot of those um, worksheets and materials, I decided that um, I was going to share it because uh when I went around the country and and spoke um, a lot of counselors and students would ask me for those materials and so I was I was always running copies of them and so I thought you know it does make sense to uh, to make this uh, to make this a book and uh I'm 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 really pleased with how it's how it's gone. We're uh, in the the, the the current edition, the 13th edition, is the 25th anniversary edition. Wow. So it's a it's a it's a special uh, it's a special day for College Match.
0: Wow. That's epic. And it's, I mean, your contributions to the profession have been so ridiculously huge. And I, I didn't say this at the start, but you're, you know this, but I don't want to, I don't wanna embarrass you too much, but you're kind of one of my heroes in this. Not just, maybe you're like my hero in this world uh, because of, because you've been doing it for so long and, and a great model uh, for me of how to be, you know, generous with your, with your resources and your knowledge. Um, at the beginning of this book, I'll stop doing that. I don't want to embarrass you. But at the beginning of the book, you start off with, with 13 myths about starting a a college list. And I love a good myth busting section. So I'm just curious if you have any like favorite myths to bust, you know, what are some misconceptions that folks have when they come into this process? Hmm.
1: okay, let me think about this. Um, Well, I guess maybe one of the major myths is that two thirds of colleges admit over two thirds of those that apply. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, the the myth the the myth that uh, college admissions is amazingly competitive is 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 just really not true. Mm-hmm. I I think there's a myth that there are only a handful of really top colleges, and the rest are sort of hangers on or worse. And, and the truth of the matter is the, the, the more you study colleges, the more you know that, that there are at least 100, maybe 200 truly elite colleges in, in the country. So that's one that I like to, uh, to talk about. Um, I, I think the, the, there is a myth that um, admissions officers know what they're doing. Hmm. Uh, and 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 I have and I have great respect and I as you mentioned I was an admissions officer myself but the the truth is at at really selective schools there's there's great consternation there's great uncertainty about about really who to admit um, you know they 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 work hard and and they make good decisions and 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 all of that but but the the, the idea that 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 it's that it's it's really easy and and that, uh, uh, that 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 they know just what they're doing is 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 totally false. Um, uh, maybe the myth that uh, if the college is more selective, then it's more academically rigorous. Mm um and there's a there's a correlation definitely I mean and 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 there's certainly uh, there certainly is a uh, relationship, but not always. There are schools that are more rigorous that admit more students. they may be more self- selective uh, for example and 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 probably uh, a final one that that i'm I'm thinking of uh, is, the the myth that there's some kind of secret strategy which is going to get me into college you know if i if i only wrote about my hot air ballooning over Tibet that that would be that would get me in or if only uh, I, I I did this this thing or if only I hired this person or if only I did whatever uh, that the notion that 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 college admissions is, uh, prepackaged and that you can package yourself for admission is a is 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 a total
0: myth, oh my gosh, I'm just nodding as you're saying this and' like thinking about the phrase that I use is like crack the code you know yeah that there's yeah. Some, some kind of code and if I just do this then it's gonna work out and so I'm really grateful to hear you say that
1: <laughs> well it, it, it it's something that 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 I hear you know I hear all the time and and parents um who are going through this for the first time or even the second or third time, um, you know, if they see an article and God knows there's enough articles about college admissions these days, Mm -hmm. but you know, if you see an article that, um, that, 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 that Buffy Smith got into Stanford Mm -hmm. and she, um, you know, worked in a rural health center, there's a rush to, rural health centers to, to, to work so you can put it on the resume. Um, and, and that kind of thing is, and, and I'm all for rural health center volunteers, but, but, but the notion that there's something that works for Buffy, but also works for James and also works for Biff is just not true,
0: right? I love your names, Buffy and Biff. <laughs> uh, Park Muth and I were talking about this about how there's like he's like I have to be careful in talking about spider essays because people will listen to this and suddenly there will be like a surge in essays yeah. about spiders. Yeah.
1: Um, well, and and it, it it is interesting, and I think particularly in the area that you engage in most of the time, essays. I, I think there's a, I think there's a feeling that. um that there are certain topics that you should write about right. or certain topics that you shouldn't write about. and 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 uh, hopefully you agree with me that it just depends. Uh, you know, i've 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 read wonderful essays about divorce. Mm-hmm. I've read, uh, terrible essays about losing the presidency of the student council. I mean, it just—you know—it just depends on 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 who that student is and 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 what the best way to 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 present um, what she is to the colleges is.
0: Yeah, and we gosh, I was having a conversation at brunch this morning with a counselor I really admire, and we were talking about just sharing war stories and going back and forth and he was sharing about some students who were accepted at highly selective schools and talking about how, you know, he likes to have students write about the summer opportunity, whatever they've done in their summer before senior year. And I was sharing about students that had been accepted at great schools. And he was saying, you know, do they write about that? And I said, no, you know, I was just giving examples mm-hmm. of how wide the range is and how you just never know. And there just came a point where I just gave up trying to crack the code and trying to figure it out, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's... that's that's a message you know for those that are listening particularly students and parents um, to 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 try to be yourself to to try to try to communicate who you are and and not what you think the colleges want to know about you
0: right and for students who are because you know students are 15 16 17 going through this process mm-hmm. and not having you know, in some sense, I mean, if I certainly, if I'd have been asked at sixteen, "Who are you?" You know, "Be yourself." It's like, well, what? So, what yeah. are in terms of just the, in terms of developing a college list? What are some of the resources that you use? And feel free to reference the book. You know, some of these. You've got this great self survey for the college bound, for example, that's got all these questions. What are some of your favorite resources or questions to ask to help students figure out who they are and what they're looking for before we even get into the schools part of it?
1: Yeah. Um well I'm glad you asked because this is the part of college planning that I think does not get as much attention. Um and 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 that is really helping a student examine who they are and 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 as you say, they're developing, and they are learning, and they are growing. Um, So the self-survey, which is one of 12 or so worksheets in College Match, was developed um, really almost exclusively as a conversation starter. I could care less if somebody is high on one thing and low on another. It's It's really to give um it's, it's to give a student, it's to give a parent um, more insight as they begin to think about colleges. So um, the self-survey um, uh, results, the 80 questions that you mentioned results in, um, in, in six or eight, uh, categories that can be scored there so that uh, there's a, there's a score for being a participant learner, for example, and there's a score for eagerness for college and there's a score for independence. And, and, and again, it's, 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 it's a way to, to begin to think about, um, to think about your yourself, to be, uh, to begin thinking about the, the person that, that you are. Um, in addition, I, I like to, um, I, I like to ask, uh, questions like, uh, if you had a free day, uh, what would you do? How would you, how would you use it? Let's say you had a free day during the middle of a, of a semester. Um, that that can be uh, that can be really, really helpful. Um I like to ask, um, tell me about your friends. Um, I, I like to ask if they feel like they've worked up to their potential. Um, uh, I, I sometimes ask if you could make a fortune without going to college, would you go? Wow. Um, th- th- what what I, what I'm trying to do is, you know, Buffy is, more than a GPA and a test score. And and it really irks me when I hear people say, well, she's really bright. And what they're using as the rationale for that statement is her SAT scores. Um, you know, we know what 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 the test scores are. They 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 are a measure of a certain type of cognitive ability, but 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 that's all. And and so um, to really um, encourage students to think about. Uh, themselves, to think about their friends, to think about the the sorts of things that they do and like to do, and and to think about themselves today and also think about themselves as they perceive themselves in three years or one year or, or something like that. So those are the kinds of questions that I tend to use.
0: Yeah, they're great questions. And I love how thorough the um the this this exact worksheets you're talking about are the self-survey in fact early on when i was just getting into this i was like hey you know i wrote to Stephen. this is my side note to the listener and i was like hey can i turn these into a google form and <laughs> you know share these Thanks. with some students and you were very generous to say yes i'm curious for the students who say you are listening in a country where they don't they're not going to get college match what resources could they use you know to to begin this conversation with themselves how could they start this process
1: well uh, before I forget the self-survey is available to anyone on my website uh, it has been for years it's both in English and Spanish um, uh, the qualities worksheet is also on my website um, so so I, I encourage people to uh, to use uh, those where, wherever they happen to be wherever they happen to be based uh, but you're you're asking about other ways to learn about themselves
0: uh, to well, first my question you nailed it and oh, okay I, it was a bit of a okay. leading question because i kind of knew those were on there <laughs> but that's that's great uh-huh. so i just want to underscore that for folks that like you don't have to buy the book to get this resource that's how awesome awesomely awesome steven antonoff is that you can get these and i'll link to those in the show notes so that folks can check those out um but i, but I if, also if you want Go an ahead. autographed copy right. <laughs> though you pay a lot <laughs> a lot yeah yeah that's uh and, and But there are, I mean, I know that you, you're you such a fan of other resources. Are there other things that you'll sometimes recommend to students? I mean, certainly, this is, or at least if you're like me, it's like, well, this is the best thing that I could think of. It's the thing that I put together and built. But are there other resources or things out there that you sometimes point students to? Or do you pretty much say, sure. hey, do this? Yeah, what are some other things? No.
1: Um, well, there's so many. Um, to to really get to know a student, I use a lot of different uh, modalities. Um, I love the concept of multiple intelligences, mm. and so to talk with students about multiple intelligences, about mm. emotional intelligence, I think is is really helpful. There are two worksheets that are on my website that are not in College Match. One is a self-knowledge questionnaire, and the other one is a college planning values assessment. So uh, those those can be uh those can be helpful. Um I'm a big fan of card sorting um and uh no Dell's card sorts. Uh, K-N-O-W-D-E-L-L. There are several packages of cards that you can buy. Uh, One is... Uh, I think maybe career values, and one is uh, called motivated skills, and another is occupational interests. But I find those to be uh, to be very helpful. Um, what else do I use? Uh, even a, a really quick uh, survey that 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 I, I I find with with some students to be helpful is True Colors um yeah it's it's maybe 15 questions and then you're uh you're marked as a certain color and there are certain characteristics um again all of these tools are ways either for students to learn about themselves for students and parents to have discussions about Um, about these issues or certainly for, uh, for counselors to, uh, to use with students. Um, I like the, um, uh, you know, the career inventories, do what you are, um, I, 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 I use. Um, I, I like to encourage students to look at ONET for uh, career uh, information. Um, I'm a big fan. Uh, I don't know if you use it, Ethan, and you can tell me, but um, it, it, the Search Institute, Hmm I don't know. Are you The search institute is produces a number of forms their their classic uh, assessment is 40 Developmental assets, and it's it's specifically for uh, for teenagers, and it's a wonderful way to uh, to to learn more about the student that's 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 sitting in front of me. I I I I, I use it a lot. In fact, they have other tools, and and it's I think search hyphen institute dot uh, org or something like that, but but uh, some some really good uh, materials. I love the material at authentic happiness. As strange as that sounds, I I have I find that some of those tools in that website and really this is this is based on research at the University of Pennsylvania and it's primarily geared to adults and 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 how people can be happy and things to to think about uh, facets of happiness but but some of those tools for for teens i have also found to be to be useful
0: so, I'm curious too about this CEP thing. So, what does it take to become a certified educational planner?
1: Well, the first thing is a master's uh, degree um, or a lot of experience. Um, It's really for a school-based counselor or an independent educational consultant who has been in the field uh, for a while. Uh, Most people for a while, uh, what I mean is maybe uh, four or five, six years. It's not for the the new person. Um, I, I think the first step is always to join the professional associations, whether it be NACAC or or IECA or HECA, um, uh, but then what we are hoping to do is to create a pool of people who are really experienced and who want to sit for an exam. Uh, the exam is given at national conferences. It's given locally. Um, and so I, I, I would encourage any professional listening who who really wants to um, up their game – uh, to, uh, to consider being a certified educational planner. Um, it's, uh, it requires Uh, 75 college visits every five years and it requires 75 continuing education hours so it's not only um, uh, you, you you don't only demonstrate your background and abilities at the front end you also demonstrate that you're continuing to be committed to the field
0: right and so they're not just handing these things out are they
1: that's true. That's true. And it's it's a it's a peer reviewed um, examination. It's very it's very fair. Uh, the the best source of information about AI about this is aicep.org. And um, uh, there's there's a lot of information on the website. There's the application itself. Um, We typically present at conferences, so um, if if somebody is interested, there's there's plenty of ways to learn about it.
0: This is awesome. And for anybody who's frantically scribbling notes and trying to rewind the podcast, don't worry, it'll be on the show notes page. I'll find links to all of these, and 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 it'll be easy to find there. So what I'm hearing you saying is that it's a conversation. I've heard you mention that a couple. Times. And I'm curious when, what advice you give to parents and students in terms of when the conversation, be, when's an appropriate time to begin the conversation? And something that is an impossible question, I know, to ask you, but I'm going to ask it because people are probably wondering is how long does the process or should the process take? And I know that's kind of a loaded question.
1: <laughs> that's all right. I'm uh, glad to answer loaded questions. Um, you know, college planning starts early I mean college planning really in in many ways starts in middle school in terms of time management in terms of developing a love of learning in terms of personal, um, uh, uh, qualities in terms of thinking about, um, how your curriculum is going to look, uh, through your, your high school. So, so college planning in that sense, um, can start, uh, start early. College identification on the other hand is something that, that probably, um, it starts in earnest in in the in in the junior year. Um, I I I think there are there are things that sophomores can do, and I encourage uh, sophomores to do it. But I to 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 to, to think about. I, I encourage sophomores to visit local uh, local colleges just to get some idea of of different types of colleges. Um, I I think there are. Uh, there, there are activities for sophomores, and, and clearly sophomores have to begin to to think about the pre-ACT and the pre-SAT and, and that sort of thing. But but real college identification starts in earnest, as I say, in the in the junior year, um, and and moves through the the really the first semester of the senior year, and then. Uh, after the first semester of the of the senior year, it's it's a matter of waiting for admission uh, notices from the colleges. And then uh, in in the uh, second semester of this of the senior year, it's a good time to uh, to talk about success in college and resources in college and pl- and ways that that students can really maximize, Their college years. So, how long should it take? Uh, You know, if if it's much longer than about twelve, you know, pretty condensed months, it's probably a little too long.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, (laughs) yeah, that's great. You've answered my question, Um, and because you've worked with so many students and really parents developing the students college list hopefully um, and I know that's loaded too uh, I'm curious if there's something that or if there's a particular factor or a couple factors that you feel like students or parents should maybe consider but often don't or at least initially they don't consider it is there anything mm. that you would kind of throw out there as being like hey, here's something to think about that you that may not have been on folks radar
1: oh, that's a good question um you know w- one thing um, that that I think is important and and I don't hear enough people talking about it, is the focus on undergraduates. Mm. Um, I, I, I really, you know, if you look, for example, at the schools in the Ivy League Athletic Conference, um, if I'm not mistaken, Brown and Dartmouth and probably Princeton have the greater proportion of undergrad to graduate. Um, if you look at Big Ten schools, you will you, you see that um, um, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to recall uh, this and I, I may be wrong, but I, I, I think Penn State, for example, is more undergraduate focused than, um, than let's say the University of Illinois. So I think looking at that, um, I, I don't think of course, that that should be the, the end-all factor by any means. But I, I do think that a college that, is, it, that, that really corrals its resources around the undergraduate experience is, is something to take into account. Uh, a second thing that I, I, I think is, is not looked at closely enough are good value colleges, Mm-hmm. Um I, I I really, you know, you can be a good consumer here. Um you can really look at internship possibilities and, and you can look at at the amount of research that undergraduates um do, and you can compare that with the cost. Um a great resource, by the way, in in this in in that area is educate to career. Mm-hmm. Um, educate to career has a listing. They have a um, I, I think it's a it, it, per, it could be a patented uh, uh, procedure for ranking schools, and they take they take the kinds of things that I am talking about into account um in in their in their ranking. so so I, I do think that that you can find. Good value colleges, and if you can move beyond the myth that if it costs more, it's better, um, that the colleges want you to believe that, um, and and that's that's certainly uh, not true. And 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 I guess the other thing that I think about uh, in this context is, um, I think that too many students have preconceived notions about small colleges. Mm. And I think that, I, I, I think it limits their choice. I mean, the truth of the matter is two thirds of colleges in the country have 25 or 2,500 or 3,000 students. So, the that's a large chunk, and I, I think that there's there's too many um, myths. You know, there's nothing to do at small colleges, and uh, uh, you know they don't ap- they don't have absolutely every possible um, academic area that I might be interested in. Um, so 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 I would I, I would I would throw that size factor. Uh, in as 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 something to consider,
0: that's great, and I want to get into you know how students can go about finding colleges in just a minute, but before I do, um, I want to also speak to the student who's listening who's feeling like, "Oh my gosh, this sounds like a really long process, And this guy just mentioned a lot of things, and that sounds like it's going to take me a whole year for the lazy student, if they were to just spend one hour on the highest impact and feel free to include college match in this the, the highest impact hour that they could spend on self discovery as it relates to their interests and preferences you know related to college what would you how should they spend that hour
1: well my first inclination is to tell them to go to the top of a mountain and think about themselves Mm-hmm. um, I, I I really do think that um, that self awareness comes from taking time to really think about um, uh, who you are and what you want uh, from college uh, to talk with uh, adults that you respect um, about the uh, about the person that they see in you, um, I, I would I would spend an hour of self reflection more than I would spend an hour with with a survey or any or, or any of the other kind of instruments that I that I have mentioned.
0: Awesome, I will go with that. <laughs> so, part two, I want to shift a little bit. So, once the student has done some exploration of interests and preferences, so. The question that I'm going to ask you, and I'm not asking you this question yet, I'm going to ask it in a different way, but just for the listener is, okay, so how does a student find schools that match those interests and preferences? And so I just want to set this next part up by saying that Dr. Ansonoff has written my favorite book for the college admissions process. It's called The College Finder. And actually, I won't say too much about what I think it is. I'd love to hear from your perspective, what is this book? How did it start and, and why?
1: Okay. So the College Finder, which is now in its fourth edition, um, started in the mid 90s because I have a terrible memory. (laughs) And I, when I started, when I left the University of Denver and spent several months visiting colleges, and by the way, I, I knew almost nothing about colleges as, as a Dean of admissions. Um, I, I knew about colleges, um, uh, in, in a very, uh, superficial, uh, sort of, uh, sort of a way. Um, and I really, uh, it, 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 took time to really think about, um, what I didn't know in, in terms of my visits.
0: Right which is an interesting point right that that sometimes we kind of project that just because someone is a an admissions co- counselor or officer or even a dean of admissions that they suddenly know everything about everything college related mm-hmm. so that's right. an interesting point so to, and p- part of what i'm trying to kind of draw out of you is these stories that i've heard about you reading the Fisk guide on a treadmill will you tell us a little bit about that now yeah might be
1: relevant <laughs> sure um, and I should be on the treadmill now probably <laughs> but uh, yeah I, I mean w- when I started I read the Fisk guide uh, cover to cover um, I I paid more attention to certain states that I was uh, more interested in and that I thought that I would see more students that were interested in those states but but certainly I I used the uh, the fist guide uh, a lot and still uh, still think that it is um, as good of a subjective uh, guide as 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 there is. So using that and do you want me to talk about other resources? Oh, or? sure.
0: Yeah, go for it. That'd be
1: great. Um, okay. Um, you know, I, I, I do want to Put in a word for, for counselors and independent consultants I do think that 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 they can be a big help in uh, in, in trying to help a student uh, find uh, a good a good college but let me go back to, to college finder so I it started because I I, I I had such a poor memory and I didn't know um, uh, I, I didn't know any way to keep information other than lists so I developed a uh, You know, a list of colleges that had a strong uh, uh, Greek system and uh, a list of colleges that that I felt like really um, had um, particularly valuable um learning resources uh for a student with learning disabilities and so forth and so that process led to the first edition um and it it has just grown from from that point uh, the other the other motivation behind college finder is i i just feel like um a, a good college shopper has to use more than one source of information and 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 I feel like um, using US news um, and 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 feeling like uh, that's the end-all in terms of of, of of learning about colleges is is not a good method and so I, I felt like uh, the more lists the more the more, categories that I could present, the more possibilities the greater the chance that the student would say, "Hey, you know, I really didn't think about that balance between academic and social." Mm. Um, but now that I see that list, uh, that's 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 interesting. That those are some schools. Or I never really thought about a school where uh, that th- th- that might be recommended by experts uh, because uh, it has the most flip-flop wearers, <laughs> right. or wh- or what have you.
0: Right, and I want to just. You know, I have the book here, but I want to just give examples of some more of these lists like colleges where the LGBT student is comfortable, uh, colleges with active African American communities, um, making a large school seem smaller, you know, schools with honors colleges, where English literature PhDs receive their undergraduate degrees. So, some of these, I mean, and I love how specific and just how many of these there are. And the t- two questions I have to follow up on this one, you mentioned the importance of getting information from different sources. So as you have compiled these lists you know over the years, what are some of the resources that you're using to compile these lists?
1: Well, uh, the major resource is past readers of the book. Um, I, I the dialogue that goes on between me and and people who who read and and and, and this is primarily, uh, school-based counselors and independent consultants but but um, it it also includes students and parents who uh, who share stories uh, with me so um, so so those are uh, that's a that's a main source. Uh, you know Ethan that the book has, um a a number of lists called expert choice lists. Mm-hmm. and And what I've done there is is ask um, a a select group of of school-based counselors and independent consultants to uh, complete a survey. and there's some eighty, uh, lists in the book that are from there, so that uh, colleges uh, for the budding entrepreneur, uh, colleges for the uh, the the, the uh, Hispanic uh, student, um, uh, colleges for a uh, student who might be kind of on the on the autism spectrum, all of those have come from um, either the expert choice or. They have, or I have, invited one particular expert in a particular area to uh, to comment uh, and to and to create their own lists. Um, the other lists come from a wide range of sources. Um, uh, the NCAA, the uh, uh, there there are um, uh, associations of most. Um, uh, uh, academic majors. So the American Biological Association, if they have information about um, biology programs, that's included. Um, there are a number of lists from the Hispanic um, Outlook and from Black Excel. Um, there are a number that um, that 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 came to fruition um, here in this office as a result of 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 our research. So, uh, you know, where uh, c- campuses where movies are made and uh, and and things like that. And finally, um, a a whole bunch of lists came from Wintergreen Orchard House, which is the publisher of College Finder, and uh, they were kind enough to to let me use a lot of their lists and they have wonderful uh wonderful lists of of colleges that have unusual calendars and colleges that have the most acreage and colleges in in lots of different
0: categories yeah there's some more of these that i've jotted down you know colleges that are great for students needing a second chance uh mm-hmm. colleges with great acapella groups uh, colleges for great for a student interested in culinary studies or ethnic studies. You know, you know major specific things. I love this, and I'm curious in the in the more recent edition, the most recent edition of College Finder. What are some? Can you remember any lists that came on your radar that you thought, oh, it would be great to have a list for that? Any, anything that pops up. In well,
1: <clears throat> the uh, college for colleges for the flip flop wearer um, is is new. Um, there are a lot more um, majors. This time, <clears throat> uh, you might be interested in that the, the hardest part of College Finder is the section on strength in majors. In other words, schools with with great programs in psychology or in in business, <clears throat> because there's not a lot of good information out there. And so unless I feel like um, there there's something that 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 really stands out to me and I think would help college shoppers. I I don't include the major, but having said that, in this edition, we have way more academic um, fields. Um, We have probably twice as many uh, lists in engineering, for example. There's many more lists in, in fields like art. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot more, um, there's a lot more lists because I felt a little bit more comfortable this time, um, with the data that I was getting.
0: Yeah. And I'm curious in terms of the, you know, it's so funny. I remember this presentation about the myth of fit, you know, at, at NACAC a few years back where it was sort of like, you know, the liberal arts college that's touting its, you know, it's sports and there 's the research school that 's starting its you know arts programs, and that there 's sort of like when you said you know colleges. Being hard to like talk about major, it's like well everybody's got a great psych program, right? Or <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if they yeah. got one, um, yeah. And so it makes me curious. First of all, actually, I have a, a question about that, but I wanted to go back to this other question about you know if a student or a parent was just to be using U.S. News and World Report the numbers rankings given there, what might they be missing out on? And, and you know maybe say a little bit about those the U.S. News and World Report rankings because at this point on the podcast nobody's really really talked about those too much. Although I imagine guests in the future might. Yeah, well,
1: if you're only using U.S. News, you're you're missing the depth that exists in in terms of colleges. What what U.S. News does, and they do it well, is is they have a one size fits all approach to colleges, so that every school is graded um, and ranked on the criteria that they set every year. Uh, so, um, for example, uh, the selectivity of the student, the, uh, the amount of pay that faculty members get, um, all of those things are included. So, what do families miss out on is outputs. There's nothing in the U.S. news ratings that have anything to do with whether anyone learned anything there's nothing in the in their ratings that have to do with whether kids are happy at that school there there's 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 only again input variable. So, so if, if you're going to use that and, 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 and I have families coming in here and I certainly on my talks around the country, I, I frequently see, uh, families coming in and, and, and using that. And, and it's one gauge it's 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 a way of evaluating you know ethan the interesting to me and just as an aside um you know we have decided as a as a country what we're going to rate and what we're not going to rate mm-hmm. so so we don't rate churches for example Because somebody has determined, well, how could you possibly compare this denomination with that denomination? How could you compare this with that? Well, my my feeling is higher education is just as diverse and yet. Um, you know, U.S. News that was having a hard time way back in the in the 80s and 70s uh, competing against Time and Newsweek, uh, they decided that uh, ranking colleges would be uh, a bonanza. And indeed, it has been
0: for them. You've already answered my next question, but I want to ask it point blank so that you can just have a clear answer to it. So why don't you rank the schools you list? And again, uh, you, you kind of already answered it, but why well, not?
1: because there there what how, what am i going to rank on there there're just too many variables so 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 if i can present Seven hundred variables that students can look at, and they can look over the list of of, of the, the titles of, of the list in finder. and finder, and and if they can identify that 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 they're interested in, you know the 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 balance between academic and social, and they're interested in uh, a school with a winning basketball team, and they're interested in a in a Catholic school or or, or whatever it's 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 a lot better to have more points of Discussion and more points of of, of inquiry mm-hmm. than it is to have one one ranking. Um, so so very few of the you know some of the some of the lists in, in in College Finder are ranked. I mean you know the the colleges with the most acreage or or, or something something of that sort. But right. but but most of them are are lists of colleges and they're not intended to be exhaustive. They are simply intended to help someone
0: begin to craft a list. Right, do you ever get emails from schools that feel like they deserve to be on a particular list and aren't, or, and do you ever reject those requests?
1: Um you know, I do occasionally. Wintergreen gets them more than more than I do. Um but but you know it's it it's fine. This is a dialogue. You know, I'm I'm not a journal, you know, I'm an I'm an educator and and, and I want to learn more. And so if 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 a school contacts me about a program or about an athletic uh something or about a type of student body. That that I, I see that as as reason for me to do more homework. And so I I I check it out.
0: I love that. I love that spirit about you. Um, so I want to play a game for a second and I want to see if you're down for this, but I want to uh I want you to help me, Ethan, develop my college list based on some preferences that I'm going to kind of like basically make up right now on the spot based on sort of a combination of the things that I was interested in in high school and, um, and things that I'm currently still interested in. So I'm going to play the role of high school student And and give you some things I'm looking for, and see if you might be able to give me some schools to consider. Are you down for that game? (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, And I'm part just interested in seeing how your brain works as you're. So feel free to you know talk out loud as you're thinking about why these schools might work. So okay, so one of the things if I were applying to college now still stands from when I was 17, and it's like I would be interested in doing theater and doing. And having theater and film opportunities, but not necessarily going to a conservatory where I have to only do that. Because the second thing that I'm really interested in is like going to classes where there are really smart people uh, that are going to um, challenge me in terms of my... Like, you know, one of the things... Uh, somebody said to me, he's like go somewhere where you've got like some class presidents and and or not class presidents, but like you know presidents of journalism or you know editors in chief. So a student, you know, a, a place where there would be some editors in chiefs in the journalism department of their high schools and some presidents of drama. Um, I want to go to a school that has." Um, Size. I, I want to go to a mid-level school. So I don't want to go to one that's just so huge that I can't get across campus you know, on my bike. And yet I don't want to go to one so small that's smaller than my high school. So my high school was about 2,700. So I want to go to a school, and so I'm going against something that you've said. Actually, you know what? Let's leave it, if it I don't know if this complicates things more, but let's, let's leave it open. Let's go into like, I, I would not want to go to a school that's like 1,200 students or fewer, but if it's more than like 1,200 or 1,500, that would be okay. And then I want to go to a school that has sports. I think sports would be great. Division one sports. Um, And I would be open to going to a school that doesn't have sports because the film and theater thing would trump that. Sports is is a kind of like, eh, it might be nice, but it's not a must-have. I'm going to give you two more things to to sort of think about. Um, I want to go to a school where um, with... I'm not, you know, proximity to a town isn't necessarily important to me. So I don't need to be near a big city. Um, it would be nice, but it's not a, a, a must have. So it could be a, a more rural school. Um, I want to go to a school that, um, let's see, what's one more thing that I would really prefer? I want to go to a school that has a great, um, I, I wouldn't have thought about this as I was going to high school, but now I would love to have a school that has great connections to internships and off campus, you know, opportunities beyond college. And so that would, that does some kind of externship or some kind of programs where you can kind of get placed in the real world where that's something that's emphasized in the education and, um, where that's something that, that they really think about and that's, that's discussed on, on campus. Mm-hmm. Um are those enough search terms or should I give a couple more
1: No oh, goodness it's more than enough
0: Okay <laughs> Um
1: but but what I want to know is for you to tell me a little bit more about you Are you uh uh do, do, are you a little bit more conservative are you more liberal are you liberal uh liberal and and do you like uh do you like interaction with
0: teachers oh yeah i love love knowing my teachers i love those conversations i like being able to walk with them after class as they go back to their you know office so mm-hmm. that's that's cool that's important to me um mm-hmm. more things about me i'm you know somebody who really yeah, who values those deep late night conversations um you know in terms of you know on campus involvement i'm pretty choosy uh, it would be nice if there's a range of things but i'm pretty selective in terms of the stuff i get involved in mm-hmm. um, what are some other things that would help? Help? Uh,
1: I, I think you've uh, you've you've given me enough. Uh, let me think about this. So here's here's. First of all, I want to say that uh, that I'm glad to play along with you on this, but I would never do this uh, <laughs> okay. because because I, I, I just feel like the development of a college list is really yeah. a process and and it it really uh, it really takes time. But right. thanks what, for what, anyway. What, yeah, absolutely and but what i would hone in on first is not the major and not the size and not the, the sports I would, I would focus in on what you said about wanting discussions and smart people. Um, so be, because I think that will, uh, will, will be a really important variable in your happiness in college. So, so therefore, um, I would, um, I would begin to look at, uh, that the smart people, lots of discussions of concepts, colleges that would lead me to uh, to places like Wesleyan, uh, perhaps uh, the University of Chicago. Uh, it might lead me to um, uh, Carleton. Um, it may lead me to. Uh, St. John's, but I'm going to get into the theater thing in a second, but that may not be good because of, the uh, of, 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 of theater, but I'd be thinking maybe Swarthmore, um, I, I might be looking at, I, 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 because I, again, I find that the, the kind of relationship that a student wants to have with, Peers and with professors is really important. So those would be some of the those would be the first ones. Then 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 uh, I would then move to uh, thinking about uh, theater, which may lead me to oh maybe to uh, Boston University, maybe to uh, Brandeis. Um, schools that have great theater programs, but also smart kids and so forth. Maybe, um, uh, maybe DePaul in, uh, in Chicago, uh, might be a possibility. Um, I, what else might I be thinking about? Maybe Yale, uh, could work, um, Maybe a school like NYU, that that would be another whole set of of things that you'd have to tell me. But but so I guess uh, so. So those would be some of my initial schools. And then I would say to you, all right, so. Let's start by reading these guidebooks and you're grading each of the schools that I have mentioned on a A to F basis and not on the basis of the quality of the school, but on the basis of the fit for you. And I would I would tell you how to research and then I would I would give you those schools and ask you to come back with your research so that we could talk a little bit more
0: right that's awesome i feel like i'm getting the, the the treatment this is awesome and and one of the things that i found really interesting about that is that you 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 kind of let some things pass by and honed in on what seemed like the part that I was tapped into and you kind of, you're using your intuition there to sort of see what, where's the energy for Ethan or where's the excitement? Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool.
1: Well, because you, you know, obviously there's, there's no perfect college and, but, but beyond that, um, you know, you, you said you were interested in, in D1 sports. Well, um, unless I was convinced, um, and 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 I may be after talking with you more, that that's really a viable choice. What 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 I think students have to do is they have to think about the factors that they are most interested in, and then what are the anchors? What are what are the major elements of their search. Mm-hmm. So so if it's deep conversations or if it's a program in engineering or if it's a low cost, those things become anchors and those things become obviously more important uh, as the process evolves.
0: Right. That's great. And so it's so interesting just to hear your brain work on this because it seems that on the one hand it's intuitive in the sense that you're kind of looking and listening for these cues as to what these anchors are. And then it's sort of, it seems like it's pinging in your brain, like this encyclopedic knowledge of like, oh, that makes me think of this and this and this. Um, And it's just really neat to hear that work.
1: Well, it, it's 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 a process, and yeah. it, it takes you know it 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 takes a long time, and, and uh, on the other hand, there's there's good information out there, and there's you know there's there's lots of ways that that, that students can go about uh, finding a good match college.
0: So once students have gone through the process and they've done some research. How do they? What's what's the measure of a great college list? Like, how does the student know when they've when they've landed on a good set of a good number of schools? And in other words, so, and it's a sort of two questions: is one is are there any indicators to know when? Besides, oh wait, we've just got to decide and start applying <laughs> to know that they've kind of found it, and how many schools should students apply to?
1: Mm-hmm. Um. The first part is, you know, in terms of indicators, tell me a little bit more about what you mean.
0: So, you know, I I imagine that students who are particularly perfectionistic or really digging into this process and parents would just keep researching this until – you know, they run it into the ground and you know everybody's uh, tired of it. So when can somebody know that they've done, it's kind of like, it's hard to know, you know, it's like when an essay is done or when, uh, when you've done enough test prep, it's kind of like yeah. you do it until the deadline. But are there any indicators that you've seen from students where you go, you know what, I think we're, I think this is a great list for you.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, uh, let me say that normally it's earlier than people think, because you're never going to know enough about colleges before you enroll. I mean, you a student would have to take a year off between high school and college and visit colleges to really know. So I guess I feel like when they visited different types of schools. When they have looked at more than one or two um, uh, resources, when they when they have talked this through, and I'm talking about at home as well as with their counselor, at at, at a certain point in the summer between the junior and senior year, I encourage students to 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 not look any further. That doesn't mean that they can't add a school uh, if, if, if it suddenly comes up. But, but I do think that, that use the junior year, explore extensively, visit if you can afford it, and if you have the time, and, 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 and be ready to have your list early on in your, uh, in your senior
0: year. Great. And how many schools do you tip? This is, I know this is one of those questions you get all the time, but how many schools do you typically recommend? What's the eight, range?
1: Eight, eight, maybe eight, ten. Um, it, it does vary. I, I, I think, um, uh, particularly in terms of merit aid, I, I think you have to apply to a few more schools these days. If somebody is hell-bent on applying to a lot of the uh, super competitive colleges, then their list has to be higher. If, if, if they have five uh, you know, low chance of admission schools, uh, they, need, uh, they need enough in the middle and in the backup category.
0: Right. And I'm curious more about those terms that you're using there. So some people call them reaches or uber reaches and other schools, they call them safeties or backups. How do you, do you have certain words that you like to use and don't like to use, or do you kind of use terms interchangeably when you're working with students? I
1: use low chance of admission, medium medium chance of admission and high chance of admission for the three categories. I, I think that reach sounds uh, almost like uh, the, you, you you can't get it, uh, unattainable. Backup sounds like a booby prize, sort of, right. uh, which I don't like. And given that we're only talking about admission, I like to use low, medium, and high chance. In the last few years also, uh, Ethan, I have begun to use the the term wild card when referring to the colleges that admit less than 15% of the students who apply, uh, which doesn't mean that they it shouldn't be on someone's list. Of course, they should be. But I I, 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 I I, think that that it's beyond low chance of admission. It's really a wild card.
0: Ooh, I love that. I might ask you if I can borrow that. That's really good. Of course. <laughs> um, so let's get practical for a minute. I just have a, a couple more questions. But I'm curious, uh, you know, in kind of broad strokes, if there was a, and you've answered some of this in pieces throughout this, but if there was a process that you would recommend for students to take them to arrive at a great list of colleges, what does that look like? And it it doesn't have to be, you know, all the nitty gritty, but generally speaking, you know, we've talked about, okay, learn about yourself some and then learn about some colleges some. (laughs) So those would be the two bullet points. But if you had to give, Mm -hmm. flesh it out just a little bit more, what is the whole, what does the process look like? All right. Um,
1: Well, everybody... Or at least most people have some notion of some colleges that that might be right and so i think the first step is starting there i encourage all students to go in and see their school counselor uh use the resources that are available at at your school um if you can Afford to have a private counselor or if one is available at a at a good uh, fee, um, that can be uh, very helpful because we are, again, students of colleges and that's that's what we concentrate on. But 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 talking to your counselor is 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 a good way to go. I think looking at if, if you're really lost at the first, even doing some of the basic matching that's available um, on websites, Big Future, for example, Princeton Review. Um, I think College Data. Uh, I, it seems to me that they have something called uh, College Data 411 or something, which allows you to plug in some variables and 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 get some some ideas. Um, so if you don't have a counselor that can that can help generate the list, then use uh, you you know use princeton review use college data use big future um um, some of the uh, uh, some of the websites that um, uh, I suggest people use uh, for it, one would be Unigo. Um, there's some good videos. U University TV um, has some good information. If you're really keen on going to the Rocky Mountains to school, um, you can look in Fisk and read about all the colleges in uh, you know in in five or six states and see which which ones um, are appealing and the the last thing I, I want to mention um, in terms of building a list is I have found that the comparison lists can be very helpful to students so that for example, the college completion which is a part of, I'm pretty sure the Chronicle of Higher Ed, um, they allow you to put a name of a school in, and then there, there's a there's a link to um, um, compare to peers. Uh, College Results Online also has uh, you you can get similar colleges. So if you think. That that a particular school, or if your counselor has recommended a particular school, you might look there. Um, College Raptor um, also has comparable colleges. Those are those are ways I think of 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 adding substance to your list. But but keeping in mind that 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 you're not going to know everything there is to know. You have to be okay. With some ambiguity, and particularly, you have to be okay with a friend saying, "Oh my God, you're considering that school? It's a dump. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, why would you ever look?" You you know, you have people are are going to express their opinions. You have to be able to deal with that, and you kind of have to know
0: where you're headed. Right. This is huge. I mean, again, for those of you who are frantically jotting all those down, they'll be in the show notes. Don't worry. Um, before we get to my last question, I want to do this little show-and-tell thing that's basically an opportunity for my guest and, and, and me to, to share a resource. And you've just shared some amazing resources that you're finding or that you found useful either in the admissions process or in your life. So, Stephen, what have you brought for show-and-tell today?
1: Well, I brought my group of toys that I have in the middle of the desk that I use for my counseling. yes. They are, they're, they're stress toys mainly. They're not loud. They're just, they're things you can push together. They're things you can, um, you can fiddle with. Uh, there's a lot of plastic things. Um, to me, the, 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 the college, um, search process has become so, uh, stressful for so many kids, and 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 I think we have an obligation as as advisors and or as parents to to, to try to calm the waters. And so my my toys in the middle of my desk uh, would be my show and tell.
0: I love it. And I know the toys you're talking about, and I could hear a smile in your voice. There's a thing <laughs> in true. the voiceover world where they'll tell you to read something again and say, can you do it with a smile? And I could just oh, yes. hear your smile. <laughs> it's true. So my, my show and tell is, and and I'm writing it as you're talking, I'm rewriting it as you're talking. I created this, how to create a great college list in large part you know, based on your resources and The resources, you know, that, that, you know, Ted Fisk put together in his Fisk guide, but I'm rewriting it in my mind and editing it and I'll be posting a link to it at the bottom of the show notes and one of the resources on there is one that we haven't mentioned yet on this podcast but would you be willing to say just two words on on the college express the relationship between college finder and college express because some sure. students again out there may be like man that sounds like a really cool book but we don't you know amazon doesn't deliver to you know my street or you know mm-hmm. they can't get this book so for students who can't access these college finder lists or can't get the book or think they can't you know what do you say to them where do they how do they get this these, how do they get access to these lists?
1: Sure, sure. Well, College Express is is a uh, website that has all of the lists from College Finder. Um, uh, College Express is a part of the Wintergreen uh, Orchard House um, uh, Publishing World, um, and I have given them um, the right to, uh, to to use the lists. Um, when the new editions come out, like the one that just came out, it's going to be a few months before those lists are, are, are online, but there's a lot of good lists from the last edition that are on College Express, So, and, and the ones for the new edition will be there soon.
0: Awesome. And I will, again, link to that in my, uh, this resource, How to Create a Great College List, um, which I hope you all will check out. So last question, Stephen, why do you do what you do? Why do I do
1: what I do? Um, well, I, I guess I do it mainly because people need good advice, and I like to be needed. Mm. Um, you know, I, 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 I really, you know, this is a huge expense nowadays. Um, it's a, it's a huge commitment of time you're taking. A person at a volatile age, an, an age where they can really grow in so many different ways. And it's, it's, it's such an important decision that, that if I can help someone, if I can identify a college that they might not have thought about, um, that's the reason that I continue to love
0: what I do. Well, you've just beautifully modeled how to write a college essay and that you came to that question with vulnerability, with core values, with insight and with craft. So I thank you for that. (laughs) So will I get an A from the college essay guy? Get an A plus plus. All Um, right. My friend, thank you so, so much for for all that you do and have done and continue to do for, for me and for this profession. It's just you're just you're awesome. You're very kind, Ethan. It's
1: a pleasure, and I'm I'm honored that you would ask me to do this. Thank you very much,
0: friends. Thanks so much. That's the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned some stuff. Um, make sure to check out the blog post that I wrote. That's that basically takes a lot of the resources that he talks about and the resources that I'll talk about on the next podcast episode. And I put it into like a three page PDF that you can download and just follow the steps. It'll save you. This is, I also call this my resource for saving you $3,480. And I explain why in the blog post. So check out the show notes for that. That's it. Have an awesome everything.